Although we both identify as Roman Catholic, our aim is not to convert or convince. We have no official affiliation with any religious body and present here only our own interpretations and opinions of these stories. We understand and expect that some listeners may not have spiritual belief in certain aspects of these events, but we hope you find value in them as historical narratives which are inextricably tied to the times, places, cultures, and spiritual beliefs of the people who lived and retold them. Due to age and variable documentation practices, we cannot guarantee the historical accuracy of these stories. So eventually they keep working towards the high altar and they kind of get up near it. And then they're like, we have to stop because the Pope told us not to go in here. So they stop. Uh, and now they're like, well, they, they, I guess they, they were moving like too fast through all of this because they were excited. And they're like, we need to stop and go back and like take the photos, take the measurements, like clean everything up properly. And they're like, we're just going to focus on completely freeing this row of tombs so we can get as much data and information as we can. So they go back to do all that. Uh, while they're doing all of that, one of the things they come across is, uh, so here, Tomb of the Gold Mosaic, is just a little mm-hmm. little tiny guy. It's kind of yeah. like an alleyway. So from Nubbin. their point of view, yeah. it's an alleyway. There is nothing here. It's just empty yeah. space. There's a wall of the tomb on the left, wall of the tomb on the right. Right. Um, but while they're sort of cleaning right. this up, they find that the ground of this alleyway isn't the same like generic pavers that the rest of it is. It's like a, a funerary right. slab, like a gravestone slab. And they're like, oh, so that maybe uh, means there's somebody buried under yeah. here. And they initially think that it's like a yeah. poor person, because I guess in this time period, if you were poor, like you don't in get a Muslim, alley. you don't yeah. get a fancy tomb. They just put you in the ground and then put a slab on top. And they're like, well, that's probably what this is, right? Right. And that's why it's in an alley. They just like found the only place right. they could and they put somebody here. Yeah. So they... Um, they yeah. move this slab, and under the slab, they find, like, an almost perfectly round hole in the ground. And they're like, what's that? Oh. <laughs> and so they, uh, <laughs> yeah. So one Why of the archaeologists, <laughs> uh, Kirschbaum, climbs down in there in, with a lamp, and he finds a space that uh-huh. is about eight feet by eight feet. Uh, so it's, like, a smallish room. Uh, it says yeah. that the bottom two or three feet of the room are completely filled with dirt, um, but the walls and ceiling are covered okay. in a gold mosaic. So if you remember, ah. yep, there was a story about they somebody knocking the... through into yeah. a little room. Yep. So this That's is that good. room they're pretty sure. Yeah. This is the room with the golden mosaic. So there's a lot of art in here. Yeah. So on one wall, there is a... Uh, mosaic of jonah being eaten by the whale which is fun it's really hard to see but like this is jonah with his arms up coming off the boat yeah yeah yeah. and that's a whale uh so i guess that's a delight so this is exciting like Like, firstly it's it's a fun mosaic it's nice it's pretty but also in around all these pagan tombs like this is explicitly christian right like they are not trying to hide it this is a christian tomb which is a brave thing to do in yeah. this area. Because <laughs> um, remember, the Christians are still being persecuted. Right. Like, they have to be quiet and not draw attention to themselves. So yeah. this, is, this being an explicitly Christian yeah. symbol is, like, a big deal. Um, so that's on one wall. Yep. Quick question. Why is, like, on the upper left picture, there's, like, the darker leaves and then the main I think some of the, s- the glazed surface of the um, tiles is, like, chipping off. Oh. <sighs> Because it's old, hella old. It's damaged in some way, but yep. some of like the darker gold and the darker leaves are like still it's intact. Probably more original, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so an interesting fun fact about this is that it was again at the time that this book was written and the time they dug all this up, it yeah. was the only example of Jonah being eaten feet first. I can see that. Yeah, somebody else is also being eaten with him. Just yeah, I don't. 
It's really hard to see these pictures. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really know what that means, like, other than being an interesting fact. Like, does it matter if he's being eaten head first or feet first? But yeah. Or does it's a, it just, it's an interesting, interesting Just note. like a artistic <laughs> depiction. Like, how do yeah. you depict this? Oh, well, I can't do it head first, otherwise nobody's going to yeah. know who he is. Yeah. All right. So that's well, interesting, anyway. I guess. So that's right. on one wall. Uh, on one of the other walls is a fisherman. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you can. He's yeah. holding a, a stick. Yep. Um... So, yeah, a fisherman, which is, you know, kind of a Christian symbol, not as explicit as Jonah and the whale, but, like, yeah. also not, not Christian. Yep. Uh, and then on the ceiling, which is the fun, most fun part, is the uh, mosaic that the guy in the 1500s spoke about, so, the gold mosaic with the white yeah. horses. So this yep. is the ceiling, which is exciting. Yep. Uh, so what this is, they think, is a, like, a squishing together of Christian tradition, Christian stories and roman pagan stories yep. so in the roman mythology and maybe also greek and egyptian maybe uh the sun is like pulled across the sky by a chariot yep. like a guy a god rides his chariot across the sky yes. and like drags the sun with him yep. so that's what jesus is doing here he's right. got his horses they're pulling the sun across the sky yeah um he's even got like the rays coming out of his head and stuff yeah like he is, is the sun Christian. like that's what this is yeah yep. <laughs> yep. and so the reason they think that this is a christian blend specifically yeah. and not just generic god pulls right. sun across the sky is that like you said he's got these rays coming out of his head which they think is a representation of the cross right um so that's one thing uh he I guess in this time period, sort of the first couple of centuries, there was a pretty strong tradition that the rising and setting of the sun was a symbol for the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so using a depiction of Jesus and this rising and right. setting sun would have been like something that everyone then would have just understood yeah. as a Christian reference. Mm -hmm. Uh, so they think that this is Christ. It is the only known instance of a squishing together of Christ and the god oh. Helios. That's interesting. Um, even today, I believe it's the only time this happens. There are some other gods um, yeah. that kind of appears. He gets squished with more often. Yeah. Um, but this is the only one they seem to know of. That's Christ and Helios, Helios which is interesting. Huh. Uh, so in this... Oh, and then they also... There's a third mural on one of the other walls that has a guy, a shepherd with um, a sheep across his shoulders. Like oh, the classic, yep. the good shepherd picture, yep. you know? Yep. Um, but I could not find a picture of that for you. Ah, but okay. that is supposedly on one of the other walls. Okay. Uh, so they're digging around. They so, this clear, is the, like I, so this is the hole. They drop something. Yeah, this is something. the hole that somebody, that some guy in the 15 whatever Which, dropped a hole They're through. incredibly lucky that, because he I obviously know. like cut off part of this part of this Yeah, he cuts off part of this picture. But Incredibly lucky they did not cut off Jesus. <laughs> the Jesus' part? Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very lucky. Um, okay. But so they are, uh, like I said, this tomb is got like two or three feet of dirt filling the bottom of it. Yeah. And so they dig out all that dirt and then they right. find that there are three Christian burials in the floor, which, you know, just reinforces that this is a Christian, Christian yes. tomb. Uh, the building itself, they think, dates to the late second century, so the late 100s. Yeah. probably a hundred plus years after Peter died. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it wasn't built for the christians who are buried here seems oh. like it was built for a pagan child and then the child's family either converted to christianity or they sold the tomb to a christian family oh. and then all these mosaics and stuff were added around the year 250 uh so a decent amount later interesting okay yep so that's fun mm -hmm. uh so that's all good. Remember I said that when they came through this hole initially, there was a body covered in quicklime laying on a slab? Yes. That's just gone. They don't know. They don't know if it was this, that part of the story was made up. They don't know if somebody removed it when they came through that first yeah. time in 15, whatever. It's just gone. The slab is gone. The body's gone. Which I think is creepy. So... <laughs> the one thing... Because quicklime is what people use to disintegrate bodies right so the body being gone perhaps not surprising if it was in fact covered in quicklime mm. because it would be disintegrated and gone mm. this lab being gone kind of weird how did they get it out through this hole yeah i don't think they would have yep so 
I mean, I guess most likely is that it just isn't true, right? It got yeah, added to the right. story because it was dramatic or interesting. But it's weird Spooky. to make up that, but this part is true. Yeah. Like, he fell into a golden room. The right. golden room part is true, true but, the but the body being isn't. in a tomb isn't true. <laughs> yeah. It seems strange. Um, or was he mistaken because it was dark? Maybe. It's not a very big room. No. Um, and he must have had enough light that he could see the gold shining. So, right. All right. You know. I don't, Weird. Know. don't know there's no there is no further explanation to that i can't tell you what happened okay. uh, <laughs> uh so that is that tomb so over the next uh let's see like 10 months about a year they just work on this yeah uh, they dig out all of these tombs they find a bunch of very exciting things uh in total they find 19 tombs in this first like excavation push gotcha uh there are 12 in the first main line that they broke into yeah. initially and there are seven like across the little street yep uh in these tombs they find more than 100 burials and crematory inhumations Okay. So a decent number of people. Yep. Uh, they also notice that there are a lot of burials and sarcophaguses kind of just like shoved in wherever at random, both inside yes. the tombs and on the street, Weird. which they think is just an indication that this is a very crowded cemetery. It's very popular. It's right. in use for a long time. Tombs yeah. are changing hands, which means people don't feel so bad about moving other people's bodies. Right, yeah. Because um, they don't know them. <laughs> yeah. So that this is just like, it's a crowded, well-used, active cemetery. Because it's yeah. just like, if you Google pictures of it, um, actually, I probably have. Yeah, so these are some pictures. Ooh. Uh, so like this here in this street... Is just yeah. a sarcophagus in the street, and this—that's what this over here is too. Casual. Uh, and you'll also this is a very these... spooky series of photos. It is. It's well. This is. We've talked about this before when we talked about uh, the spooky, spooky, spookiness in the Church of San Clemente in Rome. Yes. And I was with yeah. mom, and I had said that we had been in here in the Vatican right. Necropolis a couple of days before that, and I did not find this scary at all. Yeah. It looks very scary and sketchy yes. in the photos because it looks it just like a city. Scary. But then you're it like, is. this yeah. is underground. It's got full size, full size walls. Weird. Yeah, it's not like Pompeii or something where the walls are all four feet high and right. broken. Like yeah. these are. Yeah. Full story walls with their doors and their everything. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Yeah. And they only excavated a small part. Like, you know yeah. that this goes out forever in all oh. directions. Yeah. Um, and it has to be really dark because the light damages the stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it is pretty dark, but it, I didn't think it was scary at all. Yeah. Um, but you'll see in these pictures that they have these like little niches kind of just like set in at random. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so some of these are windows, which are boring, right. but a lot of them are ossuaries. So yes. when they're building these mausoleums in fifteen in the year one fifty or whatever, yeah, they are digging up people who are already buried here. Great, and then they're like, we don't know what to do with these bones, so they put these niches into the sides of the new buildings and just like yeah. dump all the bones in there and yeah. place it back in. So when they're digging in the forties and finding all of this, they even though the buildings are from after Peter. Yeah. Like, don't date to the right period. The fact that they have these Ossuaries. niches in them, yes. they're like, well, that means that there was already stuff buried here. Yeah. When these and kind of a lot built. of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff, yeah, apparently. Yeah. And that's sort of like, well, so these buildings aren't from the time of Peter, but it was probably a cemetery when Peter was buried here, too. Yes. Which fits with the tradition of him being buried in an active cemetery. Right. And then all this was later, just because yeah, stuff and changed. Yeah, just later, because just continues, Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like I said, uh, most of these tombs are from like the middle to upper class. They're all freedmen. So they're all citizens of Rome. They're not slaves or foreigners yeah. or anything like that, uh, which is part of the reason that the Roman citizens were so pissed at Constantine later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this initial section that they dig up is about 300 feet long mm -hmm. um, with evidence. They don't, like I said, they don't dig any further out, but they, like, right. you know, there's bits of walls and things that suggest that it goes Continue. on in yeah. every direction. Uh, the earliest of these tombs, they think, was started around the year 125. Okay. Um, but the niches suggest that it was in use earlier than that. Uh, so that seems fine with the traditions. Mm -hmm. The only explicit, explicit mention of Peter in any of these tombs that they excavate is the little drawing. Okay. Which doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. Right. Because they're also the not they're... digging in exactly the right spot. 
Yes. Yeah. But the fact that they, they're like, they they kind of think it's weird because like there are some Christians buried in these tombs. Yeah. And if you were buried within a football field of St. Peter, like maybe you'd mention it. Yeah. And so they're like, the fact that there's almost no or, mention of Peter again, at all, the whole I think thing that's kind of weird. The whole thing of at the time is like, obviously Peter is buried over there. Yeah, it's just I don't need to mention it. Just the fact that I'm buried here is important and amazing and all of that because obviously St. Peter is buried over there. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And there's also the thing about Christians are still being actively persecuted, so they cannot be shouting about stuff like that. Right. Um, You also don't want to point out, oh, I'm buried right next to Peter because then the persecutors are like, oh, noted. Peter is right (laughs) here. Yeah. Thank you for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't um, so that's out, uh, that's just something the excavators note when they're doing all this digging. They're like the only refer- reference of Peter is this one little sketch uh, in this one tomb. Uh, so, like I said, I've been here. I've been to this excavation. They let there's like a limited number of people that they let into these excavations every day as tourists because it's like breathing on it is bad for the archaeology. And so it's like actually pretty hard to get tickets. Uh, but I got we went when I was in high school. And the tour guide, I'm pretty sure he told me this, but I, I couldn't find it. Like, it's not in this book, and I couldn't find it on the internet. But I know that somebody told me this, and I think it was the tour guide at the Vatican, who's a priest. He was a chemistry PhD. He was a priest doing his chemistry PhD at the Vatican University. So I don't think he would make this up. <laughs> but he said that they're doing these excavations in the early 40s, right? So, like, the height of World War II. There are, like, Nazi tanks on the streets outside the Vatican with like one Swiss guard standing in front of it. Right. Like they are, the things are dicey as heck. Right. And there are spy planes flying over the Vatican, taking pictures Mm. of what they're doing in here. Yeah. So what do they do with all of this dirt? This is like a shitload of dirt that they took out of here. So where did they put it? And what the guy in the Vatican said was that they renovated the gardens yeah. So they took all this dirt up from yeah. under the excavations and like made new hills and stuff, stuff in, in the, the gardens. gardens to hide the excavation. Fact that they were ex- yeah. So that when yeah. the spy planes flew over and they're like, where is all the, why is there all this dirt? They're just like, yeah. oh, we brought it in to renovate the gardens yeah. and not we're digging up extremely valuable Bulls, art and Christian religious stuff. history yeah. under here. Because, like, the Nazis steal stuff, right? Like, they steal art yeah. and they take yeah. things. I mean, so that's... I just don't I mean, want to tell them. <laughs> oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the dirt had to have gone somewhere, so... Yeah, you have to put it somewhere. It's a lot of dirt. Yeah. It's a lot of dirt, yeah. So that that's what he that's what the guy in the Vatican said. I don't know if that's true, because I couldn't find it anywhere else, but it right. feels, feels true. Yes. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they dig all this stuff up. They're doing their measurements and their ta- documentations yes. and stuff. And Pope Pius is, like, lurking in the background, right, watching all this. Right. And he's like... Excuse me. Maybe we should dig into the under the air high altar because that right. seems really interesting and I'm really excited and this is yes. fun and like maybe let's just keep I going. I would like to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they're not totally clear nowadays why he changed his mind. Like maybe it is just that he's excited. Yeah. Just um, now that they have all this evidence that is corroborative. Yeah. He's like, Ooh, yeah. maybe we should do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do think it would have been a big decision for him to like break this 2000 year chain of we yeah. don't. We don't mess with the area. Yeah. Um, so that probably would have been a big deal to him personally. Yeah. Even though it doesn't seem that like big of a deal to I us. mean, it really um, it really might have been like, we're too afraid to look because what if it's not true? But now that yeah. he has all this other corroborating stuff, he's like, I mean, all this other stuff matches. So mm-hmm. maybe it is true. And maybe we're not going to be like suddenly finding out that none of this is true. You yeah. Know? Okay. Yep. So he he gives them permission to continue into the area under the high altar because, like I said, they like stopped right right when they get up to that point. Um, and he gives them some more conditions for uh-huh. doing this excavation work. Again, they can't affect the day to day running of the basilica. Right. So like the niche of the palia and the chapel and like all of that stuff has to be accessible Fine. and continued to use the way it always has been. Right. Um, they because the niche they... of the palia is on above these this necropolis yes it's above this yeah because it was it's on the level of of constantine's floor constantine's floor which is on top of these walls yes which is on top of these walls and was okay 
turns. Yeah. So this, the necropolis is like the second basement down from the yep. ground, the modern ground floor. Yes. It wasn't um, a purposeful basement because no, it was an filled in. It is it now be a basement. Because now it's a basement. Yeah. Excavated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he's like, can't mess with the right. work of the basilica. Like we can't don't close destabilize the, the building. Yeah. Please. <laughs> don't don't mess up the building. Yeah. Um, they aren't allowed to use power tools. And I think that's partially a, like, respect thing of, like, if we're going to take this monument apart, we're going to do it by hand and we're not going to bring in an right. electric digger. Yeah. Um, and then also, also, I think it's because it's loud and, like, they, they're not supposed to yeah. disrupt the sanctity and the quiet right. of the basilica. So, like, they can't be making a ton of noise. Basically, they have to be quiet. Right. And also, you just hope that you don't want to, like, go in with something really aggressive. If yeah. you're going to find stuff, you yeah. know? Uh, they are not allowed to share any of their research outside the Vatican until it's completely done. Yeah. So, like, on a normal archaeological dig, you you know, even if it spans ten years or whatever, you'd release regular papers and research and study and documents and maps and stuff. And they are told, like, we're not going to do that. You're going to dig out the whole thing. We're going to take time to write up all the reports. And then we're going to release it all at once when it's done. So, like, all these guys are, like, sworn to to secrecy. Yeah, you don't want to... They don't want to create, like, an uproar and, like, a media sensation. Yeah, And you don't want to start saying stuff before you've completely done it and then have to backtrack and, like, change it because Mm -hmm. you found out something else. And then then that ends up being wrong, too. And then you don't want to go back and forth and, you know. Yep. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So they... Probably so those are his move. conditions. And the last condition is that whatever they find as they encroach under the high altar, yes. like they are not supposed to damage the original monument. Like whatever it is that's in there, don't okay. hurt it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> which is a reasonable rule. Just uncover uh, it. Which yes. Makes sense. Okay. Find out what's there. Don't cause any damage. Yeah. Uh, I think they mostly work at night, maybe not entirely, but because the Vatican, like the mm. Basilica is in use and there's stuff happening and there's people around, I think they do most of their work at night um, when it kind of empties out a bit. Yeah. I bet they also sense. probably don't want people like asking questions of what's going yeah, on under the like, altar. Yeah. Looky-loos and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they've got is they've got this like mystery shaft mm. under the modern high altar. So this picture that I'm showing Christina is like a side right. view. So you got the high altar up here, uh, which is the one with the big fancy columns today. Yes. This is the floor of what the modern basilica. On one side, you've got this like opening. Yes. Um, because of the, the staircase the and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's stairs over here. Uh, this is just open to above. This is the niche yes. of the pallia. Mm-hmm. Sort of around on the other side of this basement is just a chapel, like a little enclosed chapel. Okay. Um, and the chapel... Uh, the chapel's floor and the, so this, you have the Constantine's floors, Uh the other floors, various floors, Uh and then you've got this, like, something, something in the middle here. Don't, don't know what this is. On either side, we have, the either side is open. Yeah. You can get down there on either side. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this middle bit and that's where they found that, that green shaft and then nobody knew the green shaft is in there. (laughs) Yeah. So the east and west sides of this mystery shaft are accessible Mm -hmm. through the basement, the existing basements. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the north and south sides are like kind of accessible. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're going to dig into this. And they are looking at it. They know that it's going to be like a jumble of construction and a lot of change over time. And there's going to be like just a lot of stuff in there. Um, But they don't. There's like no obvious way for them to get into this. Right. Like, there's no obvious. You can't thing go from the top. Just, like, yeah, you can't go from the yeah. top, can't go from the bottom. All the sides are like cased in. There's not just like an obvious door or something. Yeah. There's no slab that you can just move. Right. So they're like, don't know what to do. How? So, what they decide is that in this chapel back here. Well, wait, hang on. Yes. So, theoretically, what they were given permission to do is to be under it. Right. Well, they've they're given permission to excavate all of this mystery all shaft. So but, the the but they tombs were and stuff are down is, here. Yeah, under the niche of the palia. So they're, I mean, theoretically, they would want to go under the niche of the palia into this space. Yeah. So they've they've come almost right up to it. Up I believe. to that. 
They're like That's, really close, yeah. if not okay. touching this column okay. of question mark. Okay. <laughs> so they they're over here. Yes. Uh, it's all the digging they've done. Because they Presumably can't, they the can't cemetery... be in the in the in the niche of the Palia level because that's quote unquote active church. Yeah, no, all of this stuff is down. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, the new necropolis okay. is all down here. Yeah. Uh, presumably the necropolis extends in this direction because it extends in all directions. Right. Um, but they haven't they haven't done any of it done over here. Under they've the only other side. yeah. Okay. They've only done the space under the niche of the palia. They have yes. not dug under the chapel yet. Right. And theoretically, so they're, they're not going in through this. the the chapel side. Well, we will we will Either see. Okay. So they're like they're like walking around in the niche of the palia in the chapel. They're trying to find a way into here okay <laughs> uh and what they decide is that in this chapel so this is yes. the, from above again in this chapel there's like a mosaic hanging on this wall yeah and they're looking at this mosaic and they realize it's not part of the wall it's like hung in its own frame and can be taken down oh so they're like well let's try that and see what's behind here okay. uh, so they take it down so and what they find on. the yes. area this mystery column is like this little it's like this box yeah, yeah right there between the chapel and the niche of the palia and the niche of the palia yeah okay yep it's just All this right, little continue. area in here uh so they they take down this mosaic to see what's behind it see if they can find a way into this shaft yes um and what they find is that behind this um mosaic is a brick wall which i uh-huh. gather was a surprise to them yes. um they thought there would be more something back there right. um but behind this brick wall in, in this brick wall they determined that at least the lower half of this brick wall um probably dates to the time of gregory the great one oh. of the popes who built a new altar which was about the yeah. year 600 okay so they're they're like reasonably sure that this wall is not part of the original thing Right. right. Yeah. So it's added long, long time later. Right. Uh, and so they get permission from the Pope. The Pope's like, you're right. This probably is not part of the original thing. So it's okay if you damage it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, there's no obvious way through this brick wall. So they're just going to cut a hole in it. That's what they decide yeah. to do. The Pope yep. says it's fine. So they go up at the top of this wall. They're going to cut a little hole like near the ceiling. Just yeah. to like see what's back there and see what they can see. So they cut a hole. And on the other side of this brick wall, they see that there is a marble wall. Oh. And they're like, hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so <laughs> once they've seen that, the Pope's like, yeah, this brick wall is nothing. You just take that down. Thing. Yeah. Just take the whole thing down. <laughs> yeah. So they take the whole brick wall down. Uh, and then they're looking at this marble wall and they think that it's part of the altar that was installed by Calixtus in about the year 1100. Okay. So also not original. Uh, Yes, also not original. And so they're looking at this and they're like, "Mm, don't know how to get into this marble block. Right. Uh, Because it's just a block. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not. At least bricks you can. It has a vertical stripe of like decorative green stone. Oh. That somebody laid in as like a vertical stripe cutting this marble wall in half. Is it laid in or is it the little green shaft? No, it's not the little green shaft. The little okay. green shaft's in the niche of the palais, which is on the okay. other side. Other side. Okay. This is just like it's a reasonably common stone. I think it's quarried nearby. It's pretty. Just so they just fancy. use it for stuff. Yeah. Um, so they just figure out that the only real way to get through this marble wall is to pull out the decorative strip. Okay. Which I think is only like a couple inches wide and just to like look through the little gap, basically. Yes. So this is what they do. They pull out the decorative strip. They chip away some mortar and stuff. And through this little gap that they make, they can see another wall. Okay. Which is plastered with red. Like, it's been plastered and then painted red. Okay. And they're like, great. So now there's a red wall. <laughs> and these are all layered on top of each other, right? There's yeah, no it's gaps. just like one at one wall okay. behind. Well, there's like, yeah. you know, an inch or two gap. Right, but it's... And it's just like, yeah, yeah continuous. Okay. There's no room in there. There's no place to yes. walk or anything. Okay. Uh, so they see this red wall, and they're just going to call it the red wall for all time. So, like, now you could Google the red wall, and they would find it. That's just great. what it's called. Okay. Because um, it's red. Yes. And, and they're like, well, uh, they're like, well, I don't, they don't really know what this red wall is. Like they can't see very much of it because they're looking through this right. little strip that they knocked out of the marble wall. So yeah. they can't see like a whole lot of it. And yeah. they're still working like from like halfway up the wall to the ceiling. Right. They haven't gone all the way yeah. to the floor of the chapel. Um, and so they're like, well... I guess there's nothing else we can do here unless we knock a hole through the red wall. They don't know what the red wall is and they can't date it because they can't see enough of it. And so they're like really hesitant to do a ton of damage. Right. But they get permission to make like a little hole. 
So they knock a little hole through the red wall and they find out the wall itself is like several layers of brick. Like it's a thick, heavy wall. Uh, And on the other side of it, there's just like a dark, empty space. Uh Uh-oh. So it's not another wall on the other side of that. There is a room or something over there. An end to the walls. But they can't like make the hole big enough to really do Do a lot with it. They make the hole just big enough for one guy to stick his head in. Like he like lays down and like sticks his head in it. Um, And he... His head is inside, like, just an empty box huh. um, with the red wall on one side and then the marble on all the other sides. Okay. And what they work out is that they think that this box that his head is inside is the altar that was built by Gregory the Great in the 600s. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so I will show you. So this is my picture. So yes. they come in from up here. Okay. They go through a couple layers of wall. They go through the red wall. And yes. then his head is just, like, in, in this that. box. Okay. In this altar. Yeah. And they're like, Which, yes. Okay. Because altars like, are cool. traditionally just hollow a box. Boxes. A marble yeah, just box. a hollow box. Yes. And so they're like, well, this is exciting. They're like, okay. okay. Um, but they're like reasonably sure that this is not original. Like this is not the monument they're looking for, right? Yeah, they're why? They're pretty sure that this was built by Gregory. Why would there the... be a brick wall inside of the altar? Uh, Well, so what they, so the brick wall is on the outside. So there's a brick wall, and then there's the marble wall, and then there's yes, the, the red, red wall. wall. But so isn't the red wall just brick? And the red wall stick? is just brick. So what they can tell so far is that okay. when they built this altar, for whatever reason, yes. they built it around this red wall. That's all okay. they know. And the red wall is maybe like part of a foundation or something. Yes, they're like point. it's okay. presumably something. Like there must be a reason they didn't just knock this wall down, right? Yeah. So it's part of something. It's holding something up, or it's something. important, or it's yeah. something about it. Doesn't matter. Okay. Yes. There's a okay. reason they didn't knock this down. So the okay. red wall is inside of this altar, and it's all right. bricked in. And the marble and that fancy green stripe is the it's like the visible the part of the decorative altar part the of times. the outside yeah. of the altar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like you can see the floor here. Yes. Would have been here, so this is just like a normal sized altar on the and so floor. So the floor, seventh to sixteenth century. So that's when that it lines up with when that guy added that altar. Yep. Okay. Yep. And the floor, like from basilica to this, kind of drifts yes. slowly right. upwards, as old um, stuff, which does. is normal. Yeah, it's yeah. not not remarkable in any way. So they're just like, okay, so this is the Gregory altar, probably, okay. um, which is inside of the Calixtus altar. So great. like, great, we've checked off two altars from great. our list. So they've done all that. They're like, that's great. There's nothing in that box. And so they're like, well, we're going to ignore it now. Okay. Uh, both of these altars, this box that he's just put his head in, yeah. is sitting on top of a big decorative marble slab. Like this. Uh-huh. This yeah. section here. And they're like, well, don't totally know what that is. But it's but also maybe not that's- OG. Yeah, they're like, maybe that's the top of Constantine's altar, and they just, yeah. like, put the new ones right on top of the old one. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, it's decorative, it's pretty, it's, like, it's decently right. big, so, like, maybe that's what this giant slab of fancy marble is. Right. Uh, and from here, they kind of hit a wall, like, <laughs> figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, don't know what else to do from this angle without causing damage, because they don't really know what else is down there, and they don't want to take this apart and, right. like... They don't really understand it well enough to dismantle anything else. Right. So they decide that they're going to give up on this chapel side and they're going to go around to the niche of the Pallia side and see if they can, like, poke around and find a way in. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Uh, So they decide before going to the niche of the Pallia, because like we said, they're not supposed to disrupt the running of the church and they actually use the niche of the Pallia and it's visible from above. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That seems like the obvious and easy place to go next, but they're like, uh, shouldn't. Yeah do that yeah so they're gonna go try to go around from one of the other two sides Uh, especially if they don't want like nazis and stuff knowing that they're digging around under there yeah yeah Yeah. so they so they go around to the right side of the chapel sort of this opening over here yes and they're gonna dig through this wall right i was wondering why there were gaps there yeah try to get into here uh so that's their new plan they're gonna go through the side and see if they can get in uh, so they cut another hole through this uh, wall because it's just the chapel wall, which they're pretty sure was built in the 1500s when the basilica right. was built. They're like, they know it's not old. Yeah. Um, and behind that wall, they find a little passageway, which is marked on this diagram. So they didn't uh-huh. know that this passageway was here. Okay. Um, so they're like, oh, hey, it's like a little hallway back here. <laughs> so, like, that's fun. They say it's about two feet wide. Um, so Kirschbaum, who's one of the archaeologist priests, uh-huh. he like slides in there and shuffles along the wall to mm-hmm. see what he can see back there. 
And he moves about 10 feet up the length of the wall. So I think they come in down here somewhere. Yeah. And he like shuffles himself up to here. Okay. And he finds himself in an area that he describes as the size of a closet. <laughs> so it's not a big space. Great. Okay. <laughs> this, this little thing up here. Yeah. Um, so he shuffles along. He's in this space. Uh, and in this space, he can see uh, the sides of the Calixtus and Gregory altars, the ones that they had just found okay. from the chapel. And he's gotcha. like, great. It's a, Marble it's a slabs. Cube. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Great. It <laughs> is, in super. fact, a square, as we yeah. thought. <laughs> like, as expected. Yes. Um, they determine uh, that this uh, sort of these sides and things, this all bricked up section, the parts of the altar had yes. been built in the Middle Ages, probably. And so not part of the original monument. And they're like, right. we don't care about it. It's fine. You can yeah. knock it down. So they knock through this wall. Okay. And behind that wall, they find three more walls, three more brick walls. It's just okay. like brick wall, brick wall, brick wall. Yes. Uh, and eventually, they get all the way into the empty space. Because I remember... Again, right. Yeah, yes, they break okay. into an empty space. This is a new empty space. They're like under the altars that he put his head in already. Uh, okay, gotcha. Because okay. that was at like chest height, maybe. Yes. And so they're going underneath that. They're like, what's okay. underneath these altars? And they knock through a bunch of brick walls. And they eventually get into another open space. Mm-hmm. And in this open space, uh, they can see the other side of the br- of the red wall. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, well, that Makes seems sense. good. They're okay. Like, yeah, sure. Great. So here's the red wall. We found it. Super. Yes. <laughs> um, so he's looking in this little room. So if you imagine it, he's facing into this space. On his left is the red wall. Yes. About halfway up the red wall um, is... It's red from about halfway up to the ceiling. Yes. And from there down, it's lined in marble. Okay. So they have, like, put marble nice. slabs up against the red to make it fancier. Okay. Uh, so that's the, what the red wall is doing. Sticking out on top of the marble slabs, kind of using the marble facing as a support, is like a shelf uh-huh. or a mezzanine uh-huh. that's sticking out from the red wall. Uh, and then the uh, the loose end of the mezzanine is being supported by a column. Okay. So they've got like a shelf, mm-hmm. and they're like At, like waist height, right? Uh, I think it's like yeah, more like chest height probably. Oh, chest height. Uh, okay. It's not, um, but they haven't reached the original ground level yet. So based on their calculations and stuff, they think that this shelf mezzanine thing is about six feet above original ground level. Okay. They haven't gotten all the way down to original ground level yet, so it's not gotcha. that high to them. But like they think that it's. It yeah. was six feet above the ground ish, and so okay. they're like, we don't know what this is because it's too high to be an altar. Okay. You're, you know, the old, yes. people in the old yeah. times would have been five feet tall. They're not going right. to put the altar a foot above their head. Is so like, I just don't know what ceiling? this is. <laughs> uh, maybe. They just, well, they just, well, there's clearly an empty, they can see that there's an empty space on top of the shelf. Right. And so they're like, are you supposed to be able to walk on top of the shelf? Are you supposed to be able to walk under the shelf? Yes. Like, okay. What? What is this? <laughs> just well, like, I don't know okay. what this is. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so this little chamber, other than the column, which they can see is holding up the shelf, it's like filled with rubble and yeah. dirty and kind of just right. like a hodgepodge of stuff. Um, they can see here that the red wall, um, so this room that they're in is on floor level with Constantine's Basilica. Okay. And so they're like, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, but the red wall, clearly, they can see that it goes lower than Constantine's floor, which means it was probably built before the basilica. Like, it's older than the basilica. So now they're like, oh shit, is the red wall that we knocked a hole in actually part of the real thing? Oh. Because it's older than Constantine's basilica. Yes. Go to your uh, next graphic. Yes. So this is what they've got. Okay. They're at, like, Constantine's floor level. That's where they're standing. Yes. They've got like a chest level shelf sticking out from the red wall. It's supported right. by a column. Yes. The altars were on top of that. Yes. And they've got question mark below them. And the red wall extends further down than this. So they right. think it's older than Constantine's Basilica. Yes. Weird. Okay. Yep. And they're just like, I don't know what this is. Just yep. <laughs> don't know what's going on. Uh, they... Um... Since the red wall is old, so it's older than Constantine's Basilica, and yes. they don't know what the shelf or the column are for, uh, they like, they're like just worried about touching any of it. They don't want to mess right. with it until they understand it better. So yeah. they give up on this side, and they're going to go around to the opposite side and try from over there and see what they can see. Uh, so just like on this side, 
they have to go through the other, like, just the other side of the chapel. Okay. So they just came yep. through over here. Yeah. They're going to go around and do the same thing and come in from over here and see if they can find, like, just the other side of this space is presumably what they think they will find. Yes. Uh, just like when they came through over on the south side, they find a little hallway mm-hmm. passage thing that somebody can wedge themselves Closed into. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then just like on the first side, there were a whole bunch, there were four brick walls in a row. Yep. Uh, before they get onto the empty space, so they do that again. They knock through all the brick walls, which are medieval, so they don't care about yes. them. Okay. Uh, and when they get into the place where before they just came out into the empty space, right? This time they don't just come into the empty space. They knock through the last brick wall, and then they're facing another wall, which is plastered in blue. It's the blue wall. Yeah, well, they're not going to call it the blue wall. So the interesting oh, thing yeah. about the blue wall <laughs> is that while it is blue, yes, uh, okay. more interestingly, it is absolutely covered in graffiti. Just like so much graffiti that you can barely read it. Huh. Yeah. So okay. they're calling it, they're going to call it the graffiti wall. If anyone right. wants to Google it, you should Google the graffiti wall. That's fair. So the graffiti wall okay. sticks out perpendicular to the red wall. Okay. Like this. Yes. Uh, the pr- graffiti wall is stubby. So the red wall, they think, used to be longer. The graffiti okay. wall seems like it is the size it always was. Like, it has not okay. been cut apart. It's not like cut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're looking at this graffiti wall, and they can make out some names, mostly like old-timey Latin Roman names. Yeah. Just people's names. They're like, sure. Okay. Um, there are some also some Christian invocations on this. Okay. Uh, that say things like, may you live in Christ. Uh, All right. And here and there, they can find the Cairo symbol, which is the P and the X cross uh, yeah. that they use for Jesus. Yep. Uh, so they can find that symbol, they think, about 30 times at first inspection. Like, Goodness at first glance, Christ. they find it about 30 times. Okay. Um, the Cairo symbol doesn't really come into use until the time of Constantine. So okay. they think that this graffiti probably yeah. was done around the time, like, just before they built the basilica and filled all this in. Okay. It's so like before they boxed in all of this stuff. Some yeah, but at the same time as Constantine. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So they think that until Constantine bricked all this up, this was open to the air and people could access it. Right. Um, but they think that the wall itself is older than that. So the graffiti is from the early to mid yes. 300s, but the wall okay. they think is older. older. Okay. And they think the wall is probably from the mid 200s. So still 150 ish yes. years after Peter died. Okay. Interestingly, although there is various Christian stuff in the graffiti, the name Peter does not appear anywhere. Okay. Which is kind of odd. Yes. Like, if you're if you're brave enough to be Christian and you're not worried about getting yep. in trouble, why would you not need to say Peter? Okay. Uh, so that's a little bit odd. And they're a little, like, disheartened. And the priests are yeah. like, oh, that can't be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're like, well, all right. Uh, so they're looking at this graffiti wall. And at the bottom of the graffiti wall, like, near the floor, they notice that at some point somebody has, like carved out a hole or a niche in the bottom of this wall okay and lined this little hole with marble all right and they're like don't know what that's about okay uh so they're like well we're just gonna just don't know what that's about we're just gonna leave it and again they like they don't know what this graffiti wall is they don't know what it's doing they don't know why it's here and on top of that the graffiti is historically interesting itself right and they don't don't want to damage it so they're like you know, this is the third side they've tried to enter from, and they're yeah. still, like, can't find a way, really, to get in here. Right. And so, at last, they're like, uh, <laughs> we're gonna ha- just going to have to go. Right. In Elsewhere. The pa- niche of the Pallia is basically yeah. what they determine. Okay. Uh, they still don't want to do that, because the Pope doesn't, doesn't want them to yeah. do that. So they're like, that's what we need to do, but he's not comfortable with it, so we're going to, like, wait a bit. Yeah. And they kind of just, like, go back and poke around and the other stuff they've already dug up. Right. Uh, one of the things they determined in this poking around is that the red wall is a fragment. Uh, like, okay. it has been cut off on the sides. It used to be a lot longer than it is. Yeah. Uh, they also think it was taller. Um, so if you notice... In yeah, this picture, they think it extended, and at yeah. some point, somebody cut off the top of it so that it would fit into one of the altars. Right. So they could box in one of the altars. They're not really sure how much higher it was or how much right. longer it was, yeah. but they do know that it was, at some point, it's been, like, cut. It's been yeah. truncated on purpose. Okay. So they figure that out. Uh, 
they are thinking that all of this, the red wall and the graffiti wall, are somehow part of the original monument. Because I guess in Jerusalem, when they were when Constantine was building the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, which is where Jesus' tomb supposedly is, yeah. he did something similar similar where he like he cut down the stone around the tomb and then just like bricked in the whole thing. Okay. So like he truncated it and yeah. then bricked it in. And they're All like, right. well, this kind of seems like maybe he what? did the he same did thing it. here. Yeah. He truncated the red wall and then bricked why, the whole thing in Why don't, don't they try to go in under it? Uh, they, they are can. going to try. They are okay. going to in a bit. <laughs> okay. We haven't gotten that far yet. Gotcha. Uh, so the last thing they're going to try is the niche of the Pallia. The Pope's like, yes, it's fine. Just do it at night and, you know, try to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're going to go in through the niche of the Pallia. Um, so they're like poking around. The niche of the Pallia is highly decorated, right? It's got like right. art and carvings. Yeah. And so it's really hard for them it. to find a way in that doesn't yeah. require dismantling something. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they end up finding is that there's like a narrow gap in some of the brickwork on the side of this niche mm-hmm. where with their new modern lights, yeah. they shine the light in there. They can actually see some stuff. Okay. Uh, so they look through this little gap and they can see the top corner so they're coming in from like over here somewhere okay they can see the top corner of the red wall gotcha through this little gap and they're like okay so there's no more walls in between us and this space yeah right it's just on the other side of this wall if we can just figure out how to get through here uh they can also see um the shelf thing yeah they were looking at earlier they can see the top of the shelf okay Um, but they also notice while they're doing this that the top of the shelf uh the shelf thing has been like cut Mm. apart yeah. Um, so if you're looking at it from above, you've got the red wall, you've got the shelf sticking out, and the shelf yeah. is supported by two columns. Uh-huh. So that's what they should be able to see from this gap sort right. of over here somewhere. That's what they should be able to see. They should be looking down at this. But what they actually see is this. Yeah. So at some point, somebody has cut out the middle section of the front of this shelf and yeah. then back to the niche of the pallia into it. Ah. So this little okay. section is the yeah. niche of the pallia. So right on Where the other the side Jesus of the wall. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Where the Jesus is. So if you could punch right through the middle of Jesus, right on the other side of that wall is this shelf in this yeah. empty space. Okay. Um, so all the other sides have like wall after wall after wall. Right. Enclosing this. But on the niche of the pallia side, it's right. It's right on the other side of this wall. Right. Um, which is very upsetting for them because they cannot do any further damage to the niche of the pallia. Right. <laughs> just like, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Go around. Rip. Okay. Yep. So that's what they've got. So they're like, they're reasonably sure that whatever is in here, it's a red wall with this shelf supported by columns. Don't okay. know what it's for yet, but like, that's what's in the middle yep. of this. Yep. Is this thing, cool. whatever this thing is. So they decide that the best way to do get into this space is to go under the graffiti wall, like you said. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to damage the graffiti wall. They don't want to go through it. So they're just right. going to dig down further into the uh, necropolis okay. area yeah. and go sideways. Okay. All right. That's their plan. Makes sense. All right. Yep. Uh, so they start digging. Okay. Uh, they pretty quickly uh dig down to the foundation of the graffiti wall it's not that deep uh-huh um while they're doing this they just remember that like cavity that had been cut into the bottom of the graffiti wall yes the, like, niche. that's like lined with marble that little niche thing yeah. they like take another look at that because they didn't look at it that deeply before and they like shine a flashlight around and kind of like sweep out some debris yeah <laughs> from yeah. this little gap on um, some of the debris that they found is a medieval french coin Oh. A couple chunks of like random bits of lead, some silver threads, and a few chip, like tiny chips of human bone. Okay. And then nothing else. Not no, great. No inscriptions or anything. And they're just like, well, that's weird. Yes. Uh, and they <laughs> sweep it up. They put it in a box. They send it to the excavation storeroom. Somebody will okay. look at it later. And they're like, yeah, yes. So they get down. Uh, oh, and this cavity that this stuff is in uh, is about 10 inches wide and like three and a half feet long. It's almost the same size as the graffiti wall. Weird. Yep. Okay. So it's like this long, thin, like, chunk at the bottom is Weird. missing. It's got kind okay. of nothing in it. And they're like, yeah. well, that's all right. Odd. Uh, they're not really sure <laughs> what the cavity is for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're like, maybe maybe it's the same thing as Pius, that, like, some early Christian wanted to be buried near Peter, so they cut this right. hole in the wall, and there used to be a body here that is disintegrated Gone. or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, they think huh. maybe it was emptied in the Middle Ages, and that's how the coin got there. Yeah. Like, in the Middle yeah. Ages, they cut this open for some reason, took out whatever was in there, and left behind a coin on accident. Yeah. Uh, and they're just kind of like, well, don't know what that's about. They just okay. move on. Yes. <laughs> so they dig down under the graffiti wall. They come across a couple of burials while they do this. Oh. Um, yeah. One of which is from the first century, which is the right time, oh. right? They're like, yep. oh, yes, like, getting close. Yep. We're no yep. longer 300 years off. This is good. Yeah, or good. We're getting again there. Yeah. So they, they get under the graffiti wall and kind of, they go down under the graffiti wall sideways yeah. and break into a chamber, a little chamber, which is a cube approximately four feet on a side. All right. So short, but... Yep. Right. So this thing is under all of the existing floors. It's under the shelf... Yes. thing with the column they have okay. now decided that they think that the shelf with the column is the tropeon that we talked about earlier because they just like gotcha. don't know what else this could be, be. Yeah. and there doesn't appear to be anything else inside of it so it's not like this is another layer they need right. to break through so like this is the thing that's been enclosed so this okay. maybe is just the tropeon All and right. that's like we don't really know what that word means in this weird right. architectural thing it's is weird. like okay. sure sure <laughs> so they think this that could this be thing it. maybe is the tropeon okay and they're now breaking into this new chamber underneath the tropion. That's where okay. they're at. They're down here. Gotcha. Um, in the sort of closer to the level of the necropolis. The red here. wall keeps going. Yeah, the red wall goes down pretty deep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they get in there. He's uh, Kirschbaum, the archaeologist. Again, he lays down on the floor and like wedges his head up in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> they only make a tiny little hole. Yeah. And he's looking around and he's laying with his, he's laying on his back, right? Looking up and he can see that the roof of this little room is a marble slab with okay. a name engraved on it that he can Uh-oh. read. Uh-oh. Um, and the name is Alias Isadorus. Well, that's not Peter. Nope. And, but they pretty quickly work out that they think that this is a reused slab. Like somebody took oh. this slab from someone else's grave and that's why the Flipped side over. with the name is face down. down. Yeah. 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 And so he's wow. like, okay. And uh, he's like looking around on one side of him. Uh, they, he can see the red wall. So yeah. one wall of this new chamber is the red wall. He's like, okay. Uh, one or wall is the graffiti wall. wall. That's the wall he, like, he came under the graffiti wall, right? right. So one of the walls is the graffiti wall. Okay. Uh, one of the walls is the side of another grave. Like, there's another grave yeah. packed in real tight here. Okay. So it's just the side of another grave. Um, and then the last wall is the one, like, behind his head. Uh, yes. He's laying on his back, and he has to, like, twist awkwardly to yeah. see it at all because he can't, his, his hole is only big enough for his head to right. go through, so he can't, like, roll over totally. Yeah. So, but he manages to, like, get a glimpse of it, and it's a little brick wall uh, that appears to have been cut off, like, the top of it was cut off at some point. Okay. Um, But this brick wall is kind of weird because it doesn't run at a right wall, right angle to the red wall. Oh. And they're like, that's weird. It's not perpendicular. No, it should be, it should be right angle to, yeah, it should be opposite It should be, but it's, yeah, but it's not. It's like gotcha. at an angle and he's like, that's kind of yeah. weird. And he's looking at this and wondering why it's not put in right. Probably. Yeah. And then he notices that the ceiling, this marble slab that makes up the ceiling, isn't perpendicular to the red wall either. It's oh. perpendicular to this angled wall. Like it lines up with the angled wall and it's the red wall that's not out of whack weird. somehow. Yeah. Okay. So this the is the red what wall this- and the blue wall theoretically. Yeah, and the graffiti okay. wall. So this is like a floor plan. So looking from above yes. of what he does. He comes in under the graffiti wall. Okay. He's got his head in this new chamber. Yes. There's has got an angled retaining wall that doesn't isn't perpendicular to the red wall. Right. And then as he's looking at this angled wall, he realizes this whole chamber he is, is out of whack with yeah. the red wall. And so he's are like, all the rest of these things. <laughs> what is this? So the rest yes. of the things in this picture. So you got the red wall. Yeah. Graffiti walls over here on the right which we've yep. already talked about. All of these dashed lines are just various graves. There's just like a lot of people buried because right. this is an active cemetery. It's really popular. It's really crowded. There's yep. just like a lot of stuff. Uh, these little circles are the feet columns of the above columns. Them. Yeah. So this is, this new chamber is below these columns. Yeah. Um, but if you were looking at it from above, this is where the columns are. And, and the, so wall. the ceiling, the ceiling of the new chamber is also the floor of the tropion that's been. Yeah flipped over yep. so that you can't yep. see that we're so you can't see the words yeah yeah okay <laughs> yeah gotcha so okay. if you were standing looking at the tropion supposedly you can see the top of that slab the ceiling yeah yeah um, yeah 
Which is so, the slab that's all of this is all okay. at a weird angle. Yes. And they're like, that's strange. Because they're like, yeah. the Romans, you know, they know how to build. They don't mess they don't, up like yeah. this. <laughs> and it's not like a tiny bit off. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's, yeah. a, it's enough off that he can tell that it's off even when he can barely see it. Because yeah. he's like twisting around to see the top. Right. So it's, it's a lot off. And he's laying in here kind of looking around with his flashlight. Right. And he is looking at the red wall and he notices that the the bottom of the red wall has a hole in it Mm. and there's like a little mountain shaped wedge cut out of the bottom of the red wall which is this picture down here so this is the floor of the tropeon they're like the ceiling of the room he's in right but down here in the foundations of the red wall it's got like a weird notch cut out of it uh and rather than and that's running that's short ways not long ways because he wouldn't be able to see long ways uh, this is like so. His he's laying this way, right? Yes. And his so that's perpendicular. So when to the he looks left, yeah, yeah. When he looks left, he can like see this hole in the red wall. Right. Okay. okay. And the hole. It wasn't like the red wall was here first and then somebody cut the hole. It's more like this thing was here first and they built the red wall around Over it. Over it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like part of the foundation. This angle. Yeah. Let's and he's like, well, that's kind of weird. So yes. he re- reaches his hand over there and like feels around because this is as much as he can reach. Yeah, Yeah, it's dark and he can't like move properly. Really see, yeah. Uh, And he reaches in there and he pulls out a bone. Uh Uh-oh. Which he thinks is a human bone. It's about five inches long. Uh Uh-oh. He's like, oh, that's something. Yeah. (laughs) So he like gets his flashlight over so that he can see in it better. And at the back of this little space sort of under the red wall, he can see that there's just like a jumble of bones. Okay. Back there. And he's like, "Mm." not great. (laughs) Don't touch he's like, us. oh no. Yeah. Um, and he's looking around in this cave, in this room, and he notices a couple of other things. Uh, he picks, he finds sort of like wedged in the wall a gold, like a piece of gold plate, kind of. Okay. Which has got some eyes engraved on it. Awkward. And apparently, this is like a, like they're absolutely sure this is a votive offering from the fifth or sixth centuries. Oh. And the carving of the eyes means that whoever put this in here had eye problems and needed help with their eyes. Oh, so it's like somebody knew that, like, remember, they were dropping yeah. stuff down the little shaft. Right. So like, yeah. this is a votive offering. Somebody put this down here because they needed help with their eyes. Huh. And he's like, well, that's fun. Interesting. Okay. Uh, he also, um, just like looking around this chamber, it seems to him like it's been damaged. Yes. Like, okay. it's not just normal crumbling. It's like something has happened here. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's like, well, maybe the Saracens got Saracens, in. Saracens, yes. Damaged it because there was okay. that story of they did something horrible that nobody right. ever describes. He's like, well, that's maybe that's why that's what's happened here. Yeah. Um. So his his colleagues pull him back out. Uh, he's by the like, feet. hey, I found some, yeah, by his, like quite yeah, literally they pull him out by his feet. Yeah. And he's like, hey guys, I found some bones and it's like, oh, I think something, but I something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I feel nervous. Uh, so they have done all this, you know, they've got decent maps and calculations because they've looked at this column from all four sides now. Right. And they're pretty sure that this chamber is like directly under the tropeon. Right. And they're pretty sure that it doesn't. There is nothing else. Yeah. That there is no more thing to get inside of. Like, this right. is it. Yeah. And so they're starting to be like, Uh-oh. This, this might be Peter's grave that we've just stuck Kirschbaum's head into with a flashlight. And he just, like, felt around and grabbed And he just, like, <laughs> yeah, rummaged about yep. and picked stuff up. And they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. So it's, I think it's the middle of the night because they do most of their work at night. Yeah. And, but somebody goes and like wakes up Pope Pius the 12th oh, and they're Lord. like, uh, we need you. Uh... <laughs> and he like, he puts on his slippers and he comes down to the basilica yeah. and they like talk to him and explain what they found and stuff. And he, again, I guess is just curious and like he wants to know and he's yeah. like, well, I give you permission to pull out all those bones. And we're going to look at them. And so they get like a bunch of like velvet lined boxes and put them on the floor of the basilica. And like one by one, they hand out all these bones because he can only get like his head and one arm in there. And one arm. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to hand them all out and then they have to be climbed up uh, because they're under the graffiti wall. Right. So they have to like get back up out of this hole they've dug to go under the graffiti wall. And they have to come up up the stairs into the floor of the basilica. And I guess Pope Paul or Pope Pius just like gets like a fold somebody gets him a folding chair and he just like sits there and waits all night huh. while they pull the bones wow. out because they kind of think that this might be saint peter right 
Right? That's like yeah. all their calculations. This is it. This is the thing that the Tropion's built And there's built a person. Over. There's somebody is here. And mm-hmm. they were the only one that makes sense based on everything yeah. else. Is and Peter. so they are kind of like, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. So in total, they bring up about uh, more than 250 pieces. Um, most of them are pretty small. I think the like yeah. five inches, five inch bone that's that he pulls out initially one. is like one of the biggest ones. And a lot of them are really tiny chips. Yeah. Uh, so they bring up all these pieces. They note right away that none of them appear to be part of a skull. Okay. Um, which yeah. I don't know if you remember, we talked about there's a tradition that Peter's skull is in another church oh, in Rome. Yeah. It's in St. John Lateran, right. supposedly. And yeah. so they think that like we have no skulls, no bits mm-hmm. of skull. And that makes perfect sense because Peter's head is in right. St. John Lateran. So like yeah. all of this is like... Making fitting sense. together and checking <laughs> out, and they're like, "This is great, spooky." Um, they're not totally sure why all these bones are jumbled up like this under the red wall, right? That's um, what they're like. Maybe the Saracens got in, like maybe the Saracens did that. They jumbled them all up, or maybe yeah. somebody was trying to hide them from the Saracens and like shove right. them ba- as far back and yeah. like, in the dark as they could. They're not really sure. They're right. like, I don't know how this happened, but this is what okay. they are now. Uh, an initial examination from the Vatican doctor said that the bones appear to be from a man aged 65 to 70. All right. First of all. Yes. The male, no, they have no idea if they have chips. No idea. I think so. I mean, I think some of the pieces are bigger than chips. Yeah, but, but you that is still. Their, that is their initial assessment. A man which 65 fits, to 70. Yes. Which just fits with Peter, which is good for them. But like. I mean, you must know, judging sex, at the very least, sex from bones is, like, so difficult, almost impossible. It is. But they do have a lot of pieces. But it's it's almost impossible when you have a full, complete skeleton, like, with the pelvis mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Let alone pieces. Yep, but that's what they think. That's okay. what the initial assessment of this doctor. He could they get you know they get the yes, head well, doctor okay. and he comes and looks at it, and it's the middle of the night and they're pretty sure they just dug up Peter's grave. Yeah, and there's one person like in the there. Same... Yeah, okay. And they're like, oh no. Well, yes, they're like, oh god, this is terrible. But from my perspective, I'm like, they have no idea what sex. I mean, they might have age because if they've got joints, they might have you know evidence of mm-hmm. arthritis or something like that, which yeah tells you age. But, or like, you know, the, the growth, growth plates are fused, you know, this isn't a child, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But sex wise, this is like at the same time when they're digging up those Vikings and there's like all these fancy Viking king burials and like, this is a king. And now we're like, just kidding. It was a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got DNA now and we're like, oh, this was a, this was like a female warrior, you know? So this is at the same time that that's happening. So like age they could probably fit like especially if he's got arthritis or something like that it's like okay this is an older person but the sex is just not not convincing me man well uh anyway. to torture you further okay. i think we're gonna wrap up the episode there all right <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna wrap it up with yep. they think okay. they just uh they think they just accidentally dug up peter in the middle of the night <laughs> great yep and they're like oh yep. god and they yep. go to the they go to the pope and the pope's like yeah. do it and they're like are you sure though uh <laughs> yep yep that must have been so, so stressful for the guys who had to actually do it yeah no kidding yep also <laughs> and the, the pope's guy, just, like, just like lurking in a folding chair on the floor of the Vatican, the basilica just like, just like waiting and watching uh, yeah. yeah. Also, just like the guy who stuck his head in and then felt around a bit, and then like, he found something. He's like, "Ooh, what's this?" And like brings it to his eyes, and he's like, "Oh no, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> oh I no!" Think, I think it's like it's such an f- interesting thing to imagine because uh, I didn't mention this, but there's a like one of these guys who's part of the main archaeological team makes a note in like a diary or something about what it's like to work in the basilica at night when it's empty because nobody ever gets to be in there when it's empty right it's always filled with people so being in there when it's empty is already like once in a lifetime amazing experience and it's dark because it's nighttime and so like it's well enough lit like they're not going to hurt themselves you know it's fine but it's such a big building that they can't see the ceiling at night And so it just like drifts off into darkness, yes. but there's also no stars because yeah. there is a ceiling up there. Yeah. And they're talking about like how, like how they can like feel the, the Wait. religion and the yeah. like, 
the importance of this place in the yeah. dark, in the quiet, in this big empty building that just seems right. to go on forever. Right. And like, uh. I just think that's, that would be so wild. And then to add on top of that, you've got the Pope sitting there looking into the niche of the Pallia on his little yeah. chair and they're laying out these bones that they think are St. Peter on the floor in these boxes. Uh, like, can you imagine? Which is basically like St. Peter is basically as close as you're going to get to Jesus. Yeah. Have, like having Jesus's body. Yeah. Yeah. Just like That's imagine how that would, distressing. how that would feel. Yeah. 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 So the guy who wrote this book right before, just before we end, yeah. the guy who wrote this book was not part of that group, right? He's just writing no, about he, it. He's yeah. Compiling. He just like compiles all of it later. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and sort of like explains it to the lay person. Okay. All right, well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, make sure you do all of the podcast things on whatever platform you use, like, rate, review, subscribe, whatever. Um, and then, like I said at the beginning, if you go over to our Instagram, at Martyr and Monk, uh, we will put these pictures we've been looking at on there, and I will try to put the timestamps in them, too, so that you can follow yes. along. Or at least in the general order that we do mm-hmm. them in. Um, they are quite helpful. Yes, they're very important. For figuring out what the heck. Tori's talking yep. about. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, and then we'll be back in two weeks to wrap up uh, what they do once they think that they just accidentally dug up Peter. <laughs> Great. Yep. All right. Thanks, well, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>